This is from BBC News. Bubaka News. Bull semen. We're off to a, a great start. Artificial insemination tanks stolen in County Tyrone. Did you understand any of that? Because I, I kind of didn't. Two artificial insemination tanks have been stolen during a burglary in Clogger County Tyrone. Where the fuck is that? They're thought to have been, <laughs> they're thought to have been taken from an outbuilding... On Balliness Road, really? B-A-L-L-Y-N-E-S-S Road? Balliness. Balliness? Balliness. <laughs> Bull semen tanks taken from a road, road called Balliness? I can't make this shit up, man. I can't. This is why this podcast exists. Sometimes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The tanks had a large quantity of cattle semen. It's stored in straws and compartments inside cryogenic storage tanks because, yes, cattle semen, as what you, you can imagine how that could be a commodity, right? Why cattle semen is so expensive? Because what can you do with cattle semen? Make more cows. <laughs> you don't fuck around with liquid nitrogen, my uh, science teacher said. And after I drank it, he repeated that. You don't mess around with liquid nitrogen. Why am I saying that? Because semen storage is a specialized industry. Okay? Cryogenic storage. That's what I'm talking about. Freezing something to preserve it. But that cold temperature makes it extremely dangerous. Which is why those using it for artificial insemination storage have to be trained and registered. See? You're committing a crime here. Not only... Did you run off with some, with some moo juice? Literally, <laughs> you're you're uh, you're unlicensed. Okay, you have to have a license to carry around anything cryogenically stored. Who the fuck you think you are, Dennis Nedry? Welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Asylum Eight Seven. It's going to be one of those, isn't it? By Asylum, <laughs> my brain. It's brought to you by Asylum Eight Seventeen Productions, Spotify, and DistroKid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. This is from NBC29.com. Restaurant. <laughs> I like this one. I bookmarked this earlier. Restaurant adds $50 unable to parent fee for rowdy kids. It says it right there on the menu. Remember we talked about a few weeks ago, we talked about another restaurant that did this. It's in Blue Ridge, Georgia. A Georgia restaurant is gaining national attention for charging customers a fee for bad parenting. Good. Good. And you know what? You're gonna weed people out. You're gonna you're gonna single them out this way too. The people that object, the people get that get really pissed off about this, those are the ones you want to ban from your restaurant. <laughs> the ones who react the most, those are the ones that you want. You know, to ban from the establishment. Charging customers a fee, $50 fee for shitty parenting. Yeah, I think every restaurant should do that. Good for you. Not putting up with it. Two hours north of Atlanta, you can go see this place yourself. But you know what? You got stupid-ass kids. Leave them at home. 
because you're going to be paying some money. It's an unable to parent fee. For adults unable to parent, it says it right there on the menu. That's pretty fucking savage. <laughs> Several Google reviews said they were unhappy with the charge. Oh, boy. See, because when people, this is brilliant, because when people leave reviews, negative reviews, or if they bitch about the charge, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pointing it back on themselves without even realizing it. If you have children, this is a real review. If you have children, absolutely avoid this place at all costs. Holy moly. The most disrespectful odor made a huge scene in front of the entire restaurant because our children were running around the restaurant. They were down by the river. We, we were told we needed to go to Burger King and Walmart and that we were bad parents. I got charged $50. That's a real review. <laughs> Another one. It says, the owner came out and told me he was adding $50 to my bill because of my children's behavior. My kids watched a tablet until the food arrived, ate their food, and my wife took about five, and I paid the bill, and I had to pay an extra $50. Probably because you're having your kids being fucking babysat by a tablet when you're supposed to be spending time with them. People have, you know, criticized this place, calling it discriminatory and vague. Well, fuck you. You don't have to eat there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's great. I think more restaurants should do that. That's awesome. Because nobody is putting themselves in their shoes. Nobody. Can you imagine what it's like having to run a fucking restaurant and stay up to code and deal with the health department and deal with all these people and all that? And you got, you know, fucking Damien's running around with shit on their fingers. So they just getting into shit. You know. And, you know, the, the people who complain the most, those are the ones who fucking do it. This is from India Today. A 65-year-old Uttar Pradesh. Did I say that right? Uttar Pradesh. You know what? Let's, <laughs> just for fun. I'm going to look up how to pronounce this, just for once. Hold on. <laughs> okay, let's listen to this. All right. Volume. I'm going to pronounce one thing right on this show, goddammit. Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh. Okay, maybe I should have that open <laughs> from now on. <laughs> 65-year-old Uttar Pradesh man. Oh, yeah. See, I sound like I know what I'm doing. Set self on fire. Oh, great. I put my foot, fucking foot in my mouth there. Okay. Set self on fire. Why? <laughs> it's not funny. That's not funny. But the fact that I wanted to finally read an article properly, and then it's something like this. Oh, set himself on fire over a delay in serving tea. Because that's a perfect reason to. 65-year-old man poured... Petrol on himself, set himself on fire after a f what? After a fight over a delay, and serving him tea in Uttar. I can't. I see. I can't repeat it. An Uttar Pradesh <laughs> district. God. Poured petrol on himself, set himself on fucking fire, after a fight over a delay and serving him tea in Uttar Pradesh's banded district. He had a fight with his daughter. And daughter-in-law over a delay in serving him tea. And you set yourself on fire? He was reeling under stress sometime over domestic disputes. His wife was living at her parents' place. And married His married daughter used to live with him. Okay, so nobody wanted to be around your ass. 
Uh, I wonder why, because you're the kind of dude who sets himself on fire over tea? I can't imagine what it was like when you were really pissed off. Jeez, I hate to speak ill of the dead like that, but yeah, you were lonely, looks like, for a fucking reason. Got upset, set himself on fire. That is crazy. Wow. I mean, a guy is still dead, and I feel bad about that. My heart goes out to his family, but something tells me it's going to be a really short-ass fucking funeral anyway. The guy sounds like a real asshole. Even if you weren't, you know, even if you were, shit. There's somebody out there, everybody loves somebody. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter how big of a jerk you are. There's somebody that, that loves you somewhere. And, uh, yeah, to whoever that may be, I'm sorry to hear about that guy. <laughs> That's fine. Set himself on fire over tea. Could you imagine what it would have been like when he was, like, really fucking pissed off? Jeez. And then it says, you know, his whole family basically abandoned him. He was depressed and alone. Well, dude, doesn't that tell you after a while that the problem might not be them? Just saying. This is from The Guardian. Ooh, Guardian, it's been a while. Italian woman wins a court case to evict her two sons. Good for you. Aged 40 and 42. (laughs) 40 and 42. Did she really have to go to court to do this? She couldn't just say, get the fuck out? What is this? This fucking stepbrothers? The proportion of Italian adults still living with their parents has long been high. But one mother was forced to take drastic action after her two sons, both in their fucking 40s, refused to abandon the comforts of the family home. The woman, 75, from northern city of Pravia, had grown weary of having to maintain her sons in their 40s and on several occasions tried to convince them to find a more autonomous living arrangement. They both have a job, too. Yeah, none of them wanted to leave. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're you're 75, you're an older woman, you you know, you can't take on two men in their fucking 40s. Uh, were they I mean, were they being violent? 70% of people in Italy, 70% between the ages of 18 and 34 Still live at home with their parents. I mean, I don't know what it's like over there. It's a different society. It's a different country. But uh, that, wow, that's that's really high. There's always, but there, just to let you know, though, I mean, one thing I do know, there's always been a culture in Italy of multiple generations living under one roof. I know this. The number of young adults staying longer in the family home, is it's gone up from what I see. But tough economic conditions, lengthy amount of time it takes to find a stable job there. But it is part of their culture for families to stay under one roof, like entire generations. But this is crazy. So, yeah, she was actually granted an eviction order. Parents being taken to court by their adult children who still expect financial support. Yeah, that that happens the other way, too. In one case in 2020, Italy's Supreme Court rejected the appeal of a 35-year-old part-time musician. Musician, okay, Probably just a guy with, uh, you know, a shitty, well, with fucking garage band and a SoundCloud account, probably, <laughs> musician, who argued that his $20,000 income wasn't enough to live off of and he needed money from his parents. His case was rejected with the court ruling that young adults do not have an automatic right to parent financial support. Yeah. Yeah, this goes both ways, too. Kids think they can sue their fucking parents. Italy, don't feel bad about this. This happens in America, too. You know what? I probably just made them feel worse. <laughs> like, great. We have something in common with fucking America. I'm sorry. That that probably just made you feel a lot worse. 
Italy. I'm just gonna say, um, go, go, go get them. <laughs> Keep doing your what you do. Don't. Don't be like us, please. This is from BeProud.com. Never seen that. Just a letter B, Proud.com. Okay. But I like this headline. If I, You know what? I'll have to check this out. I'll have to look at this website more when I'm not doing no disclosure. Maybe we could add something to the pool of which I grab weird articles from. Sometimes it takes multiple websites to do it. You'd have, you guys have no idea. Because <laughs> you know, mainstream news... Even, like, weirder side of news, nobody reports on this kind of stuff. Like, it's very rare. It's usually at the bottom of the page on regular news sites, and it's hardly ever updated. You guys seriously have no idea how difficult it is coming up with this many articles, or if I have to do adjust the tip every week. It's, <laughs> it's harder than you think. But this is from BeProud.com. What do we have to be proud of? Well, a hyena bites a teen who put an arm through a fence at Barnhill Preserve. I guess what you could be proud of is at least you're not the dumbass who put his arm into a hyena f- enclosure. I wonder what's going to happen. Have you ever seen what a fucking hyena will do to anything? It fucking skins it in 10 minutes and it doesn't even you don't even need a whole pack of them. Those things are fucking brutal. Barnhill Preserve is bulking up at security after a teenager who walked into a prohibited area was bitten by a fucking hyena on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Where was this? In... I don't know. Oh, Louisiana. Baton Rouge. What's funny... See, the reason I got confused is because this website totally looks like a website from another country. It's crazy. Uh, wow. And you know, it's, it's Louisiana. So everybody, you can't understand a fucking word anybody says in Louisiana. You know what? Everybody in Louisiana talks like they got fucking bread in their mouth. And you know, bits of Baton Rouge. So everything is named weird. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. But anyway, teen guests went into, and he got bit by a hyena too. You know what I mean? I didn't know there were fucking hyena in, <laughs> in Louisiana. The teen guest went into a behind-the-scenes area instead of following the path with guides directing people to animal exhibits before sticking their hand into a fence, got bit by a goddamn hyena. It's an animal preserve. Wow. Bystander at the facility said her husband grabbed the teen, tried to pull him away from the hyena's enclosure, and talked calmly so he wouldn't go into shock. Grabbed her toddler and ran to get help. Yeah. It's okay. The toddler's probably fucking smart enough to know. See that thing in there that's fucking smiling at my ass and laughing? I'm not going to put my arm in its enclosure. A fucking toddler would know better. What was he do? Filming a goddamn TikTok? The facility added more security measures. (laughs) What else are you going to do? This is a goddamn fence. What are you going to do? Laser it off? (laughs) Put a big sign that even teenagers can understand? No TikToky. No Instagrammy. No, no, no. Have a fucking bodyguard there? This is crazy. Uh, okay, well, I, okay, there's a video of the hyena exhibit. It just looks like it's not the most elaborate fence in the world. But, I mean, it's common sense. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the best looking fence I've ever seen. It's like strung together chicken wire, basically. It's chain link, but you know, it's the thinner stuff. But still, you know what's on the other side of that fence? A fucking hyena! You don't do that. 
Hyena takes shit down that's ten times its fucking size with a smile on its face and laugh about it. <laughs> uh, stupid. Stupid. This is from Sky News. A charity shop in Swansea asks people, please, do not donate sex toys. <laughs> yeah. Bernard, Barnardo's customers have been asked to refrain from donating used and unused marital aids as they aren't the, quite the, the toys they're looking for. And if you're wondering what a charity shop is, in America, we call them consignment shops or uh, what else are they called here? Well, I guess consignment shop is the best way to put it. In other countries, they call them charity shops. But yeah, you know, you bring stuff there that you don't. That's in still you know, decent condition that you don't use or want anymore and donate it. Like, you know, any of the Salvation Army stuff here, Goodwill or, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, people over there are turning in sex toys. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Fun for everyone, kids. Test the limits of your black light in your room. <laughs> it's a good science experiment. Is this... Inanimate object, technically still alive. Would you like to see? <laughs> Would you like to see how to make a piece of rubber shatter? Just throw this against the wall. That's fucking gross, by the way. Social media post at Barnado's branch in Gorisorion, Swansea, was keen to remind people it's a children's charity. Oh, that's even worse. See, if you're donating sex toys. I'm, this isn't an accidental thing. This isn't some idiot, you know. This is on purpose. Okay. There's not, I don't see anything funny in that. I just don't. That's just, that's, that's fucking, that's sick and fucking twisted. Like, if you want to troll a children's charity, I could come up with, you know, <laughs> some really good ideas. <laughs> but, you know, this is something that's potentially very, very dangerous. And if something slips through and a child sees this or whatever, I and mean, this could mentally scar a kid. I don't, I don't fuck around when it comes to little kids. You know what I mean? It's a stupid. Right? <laughs> we must ask that you refrain from donating your used and unused marital aids. Yeah, that because at this point, yeah, it, it's on purpose. If it's widely known as a children's charity, and this is what you think to troll these kids, some <laughs> sick puppy. Somebody's a sick puppy. Wow. We take booster seats, mattresses, electrical blankets, white goods such as washing machines, fridge freezers, not sex toys. <laughs> and they have to say this. They have to publicly announce this. Now, are there some people who are crazy enough to donate sex toys to a you know, children's consignment shop? Yeah, yeah. But this didn't happen in Florida. So an eyebrow's raised. Speaking of Florida... First ever Florida, this is by AP News, yeah, yeah, like how I snuck in this Florida Man thing right here. <laughs> First ever Florida Man games will feature beer, beer belly wrestling and evading arrest obstacle course. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you heard that right. The first ever Florida Man games. When it's gotten so bad that you're hosting games now, you know Florida's got a fucking problem. You need to invite me to this, okay? St. Augustine, St. Augustine, whoever runs shit down there, you guys need to invite me, okay? I've been reporting on Florida man shit for going on six seasons now. 
I am on top of the Florida man shit. I'm like the <laughs> if there was a <laughs> if there was a news organization. I mean, we're almost like exclusively Florida man now. We do sometimes we do multiple Florida man stuff in episode. I need to be able to do a live thing from the Florida man games. I have to. You come on, guys. This this is this would be great. <laughs> this would be a good culmination for the show. Look how far we've come. It ain't the Olympics. But a group of Floridians plan to host competitions, you know, themed according to the collective antics of, and those of you outside of the U.S., because no disclosures listen to all over the world. For those of you who don't know, uh, there is a state, you know, in the U.S., you know, that's called, you know, Florida, you know what it is. But to describe Florida man to somebody who doesn't live here, just beer loving, gator possessing, rap sheet heavy, mullet wearing, social media fucking phenomenon. That's what Florida man is. Now, organizers of the Florida Man Games describe the competition as the most insane athletic showdown on Earth. Oh, I bet. You guys give out meth there, too? (laughs) The games will poke fun at Florida's reputation for producing strange news stories involving guns, drugs, booze, reptiles, nudity, and sometimes a combination of all of those. (laughs) Yeah, You guys aren't going to make fun of the meth thing because, you know, everybody in Florida is on meth. Among the contestants... (laughs) contest plan that's cool i mean that's funny that they're partying with it you know because florida man is a thing that is a legitimate phenomenon (laughs) and that's cool i love this i think this is great we're taking your reputation and partying with it evading arrest obstacle course (laughs) that is hilarious the category five cash grab in which participants try to grab as much money with wind in a wind blowing booth but you have to win the beer belly wrestling competition. <laughs> One of a kind Florida man inspector. I love this. I think it's great. Florida man concept crept into the nation's consciousness. This show probably would not have survived this long if it wasn't for Florida man. Sometimes there are times that I've done this show where, I mean, we were scraping not even the bottom of the barrel. We had nothing, no articles to report on nothing. And I'm sitting here shaking my boots like, man, we, we, need, we need to get a show out. And I look up Florida Man stuff. Okay, we're good. <laughs> we'll just look up, you know, what's happening in Florida. Florida Man has ensured the survival of this show. Seriously. So, you know, the Florida Man Twitter account, I use that a lot. The account with the tagline, real life stories of the world's worst superhero. This is what they've given us so far. You remember? I mean, all these beautiful Segments that they've given us over the years. Florida man firebombs garage that impounded his car. Hits his own vehicle. Florida man tried to pay for McDonald's with weed. Naked, you know? But Florida man runs from cops, tries to wrestle an alligator, actually beats the alligator, runs off naked, still on the loose. It's Florida. Florida is some crazy shit. Now, general admission tickets are 45 bucks. That's a little steep, yeah. But guess what? Guess who the fucking referees are? Two former stars of American Gladiators. (laughs) That's awesome. And some people are saying, man, things have gotten really bad for those guys. Are you kidding? If you were asked to host the Florida Man Games, you would fucking, I I would do it. I want to do the, I want to do like radio commentary. I want to be like one of the commentators, you know? (laughs) And now Dale is stepping up to the, (laughs) we got Dale in one corner. Jeremiah in the other corner. (laughs) 
And they'll like commentate the whole thing, the beer belly wrestling and shit. I love it. I think it's great. Oh, we got Florida again. <laughs> this is from clickorlando.com. See what I mean? You see what I mean? A Florida couple accused of taking turns cutting a man's throat, throwing him off a bridge. He survived, by the way. Oh, my God. Man, uh, I, I'll never... Well, I mean, this is one of the great mysteries, honestly. On Strange Places, I should do a fucking episode at least trying to break down why Florida is why it is. I don't know. If it's, is it the fucking heat? Is there something in the water? Is shit coming over from Cuba? Is it the Bermuda Triangle? Right off the... I, who knows? Florida's a... <laughs> you're criminals there. My God. But can you believe this? Carjacked a guy, took turns cutting his fucking throat, threw him off a bridge. Old boy survived. So you have two people. Two grown, kind of, people. <laughs> Stupid... Damn, Mike. Two people cutting this guy's throat. And they, they threw him off a bridge, and they couldn't even get that fucking job done. This is Florida. Wow, I'm amazed he's still alive. Well, considering the kind of criminals that are in Florida, I'm actually kind of not. <laughs> Stole his shoes, phone, money, car. Wow. Cut his throat multiple times, threw him off a bridge. Guy's still alive. That's amazing. The, the two have been apprehended, which is great. Fonsenga and Reynolds face charges of attempted murder. Attempted? Okay. I know, I know it is attempted murder. But we can't push the charges a little bit. They took turns cutting the guy's fucking throat. Armed carjacking, armed robbery, and kidnapping. Yeah, they're going to jail for a long time. That's crazy. Hit the victim multiple times, said he was going to die. Man, poor guy. And these two look exceptionally fucking bright, the ones that they arrested. Wow. I wish you the speediest of recoveries, sir. I'm sorry that you got within the clutches of fucking Florida man and woman. It's crazy. I'm amazed you survived. That's great, though. That's really good. You got a new lease. So leave Florida. That should be your first thing. <laughs> Fucking leave Florida. Okay? Go somewhere else. All right. Uh, we, yeah, we could do one more. This is from WTHR.com. Health Department investigating Kokomo Taco Bell. Oh, no, not Taco Bell. <laughs> Please. No. <laughs> I was going to get Taco Bell later today, too. I know my bowels aren't ready for it. They never are. But Taco Bell is the shit, okay? And then it makes you shit. <laughs> Health department investigating Kokomo Taco Bell after employees photographed cutting hair in the kitchen. Are you shitting me? Jen Laguerre, the worker who took the photo, said she saw a shift manager giving a haircut to the general manager during the lunch rush. Of course it was two managers. Because these days, man, sorry, that's my fucking, I'm trying to see the video of it. And we have an ad for Amazon. <laughs> wow. Of course it's fucking managers because managers think they could do whatever the fuck they want. They're so brazen at this point that, oh, girl's getting a fucking haircut. A shift manager giving a haircut to the general manager. Oh, look at this into that, too. It's someone lower on the totem pole giving the general manager a fucking haircut. Everything about this is bizarre. Howard County Health Department is investigating this. Jen Laguerre, who worked, uh, the worker, took the photo. Good for you. Good for you. Saw the shift manager. Now it's fucking national news, too. Giving a haircut to the GM during the lunch rush. I noticed that the two of them cutting had cutting shears and putting it in a trash bag. Yeah, this is a fucking restaurant. You're in the back, too. Oh, man. 
Ugh. And this woman doesn't look like... I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be judgmental here, but this chick doesn't look like she washes properly. <laughs> she could take my I don't care and leave, so that's what I did. Wow. Oh, wait, no. She... Um, Okay, so person who sent this sent the photo to some of her friends. When it was posted on social media, her managers fired her. She told me I could take my I don't care and leave, so that's what I did. Yeah, who's getting the last, last fucking laugh now? Yeah, somebody else is about to get fired too. Fucking manager. This sounds like the typical fucking American goddamn manager right, right here. Self-entitled, self-important. Wow. Not the thinking that, you know, that no, this shit doesn't apply to them at all. Typical fucking manager here. After the photo got a reaction from hundreds of people on social media, a complaint was sent to the Howard County Health Department, and, uh, yeah, all hell fucking broke loose. I hope that manager gets fucking fired. But you know what? Even if she does, we're going to be appeased, yeah. We're going to be happy about this. But the manager is still going to find somebody to blame. She's still going to rant and rave about it. How it's unfair. You were doing a haircut in the back of a fucking restaurant. You know what I mean? You got hair flying around everywhere. And this chick, uh-uh. I wouldn't get near her hair. <laughs> no way. It's crazy. But, you know, it, it, I know I sound really cynical and shit about managers. And that's not just because every manager I've ever had was a fucking moron. A self-entitled piece of shit. It's almost like you have to qualify to be a dipshit, you know, to be a fucking manager. I've had some good ones, yeah. The, my day job, I, one of my manager I got now, amazing, amazing. It, it, she's she slipped through the cracks. <laughs> I remember when she became a manager. She was a peon like me forever, but then when she got into you know management, lower level management, I said, hey, whatever ray they shoot you with, or whatever they hit you over the head with to make you a complete fucking moron, could you just like call in sick that day? And it, it appears she did. <laughs> But yeah, it's just that's just me. I always hated working for other people. I know it, millennials get made fun of because of that. I was born in '83. I'm a millennial, and that's what one of the things we get shit for is not having a good work ethic and being lazy and all that. I'm not going to get into why that is. <laughs> there is a reason, okay? At least for me, I was always told I was mentally lazy. And I couldn't hold down a job, and I didn't I didn't want to work, and I was fucking lazy and all that. No, I think I was just ahead of the curve. Honestly, I hate working for other people. I hate it. And it was really funny how my generation got so much shit for that. We looked into the internet soul. Dude, this is the fucking difference. Okay? I don't mean to get in a rant here, but just listen to me. This is the difference between a fucking boomer and a fucking millennial. All right? A boomer looked into the soul of the internet. And what did they see? They saw fucky fucky chat rooms. They saw porn. They saw ways to cheat on their wives. Led to a mass divorce exodus in this country. As soon as the internet became public, all these fucking boomers were talking to, you know, having circle jerks and all that shit. Divorces went through the fucking roof. Why? Because they found a way to cheat on their wives. Us, we looked into the internet's fucking soul. And what, what did we see? We saw money. <laughs> we saw ways to not have to do this shit anymore. And I was always told I was fucking... I, I swear, I could work for the Playboy Mansion and I'll fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate working for other people. I can't stand it. Which is why I'm very thankful to the patrons. <laughs> I'm seriously, um, less than 10%. 
of podcasters make any kind of uh, financial gain, financial return from podcasting. And not only am I one of the, you know, less than 10% that actually makes some kind of money doing it, I'm damn near at the point where I could just do this full time. You know, the, the, the dream, man. And it's because of you listeners, it's because of you patrons that this thing is possible. I'm actually able to, you know, work for myself right now. I, I still have my day job, yeah. But uh, the more the podcasts grow, which they grow all the time, and the more you guys stick around and believe in me and stuff, um, I give less and less of a shit at work. <laughs> I do. And it's so... I'm going to have my day job probably for a long time because uh, independent people, independent podcasters and artists don't have 401k plans and don't have Aspen Dental, you know what I mean? But it's cool because it gets me to the point where I give less and less of a shit at work every day and it's so liberating. So I appreciate that. Special thanks to this week's sponsors as well. You guys make this possible and I love you for that. That's why I'm so respectful of fans of the show is because... I get to um, look at my family and people have told me that I've been mentally lazy my whole life and give them the big finger, you know. I'm over here podcasting, making more, and working basically part-time, making more money than you ever fucking did, saying fucking shit and making PP jokes in front of the microphone. <laughs> have a good one. You know, it's awesome. And I have you guys to thank for that. Not me, not my ideas, not my gear, not any of that. You. It's all because of you. So... Make sure to check out the link to our Patreon page in this episode's description, where as little as a dollar a month, you can get everything from bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, giveaways at certain tiers, outtakes, bloopers, podcasts just for the patrons. Who the fuck does that? This guy. Special thanks to the patrons, by the way. Conkle Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, Kristen Belt, Dillagaff. You guys, uh, you mean the world to me. You really do. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And yeah, that's all we got, okay? <laughs> Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Whew. Who's going to the Florida games with me? Who's going to be my date? <laughs> uh, I'm respectful. I'll show up on time. I'll be well-dressed. I'll be well-groomed. But I get a little handsy. <laughs> Did you know it's the faces here? Confiscated evidence, no smoking gun. Public has a right to.